Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Galatians chapter 3, verses 1. 1 to 3, let's go. It says, Oh foolish Galatians. Say it again. Oh foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you? That you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. Praise God. He says, oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? That you should not obey the truth. Who bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Who bewitched you? Praise the Lord. He says, who bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes, the Bible says, Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. Hallelujah. And the next verse says, This only would I learn of you. Received ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Did you receive the Holy Ghost by the works of the law or by hearing of faith? Did you receive the Holy Spirit by doing the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. The amplification says, all you poor and silly, that was hard a bit, and thoughtless and unreflecting and senseless, Makaya. Who has fascinated or bewitched or cast a spell over you? Now the amplified, he used the word fascinated. Some people are fascinated from the knowledge of Christ, not into the knowledge of Christ. They're excited out of Christ. But he says, And to whom, right before your very own eyes, Jesus Christ the Messiah was openly and graphically set forth and portrayed as crucified. And the next verse says, Let me ask you this one question. And this is now the center of my sermon today. Did you receive the Holy Spirit as a result of obeying the law and doing its works? Oh, listen, was it? Now, listen to what the Amplified says. By hearing the message of the gospel and believing it. And he says, was it from observing the law of rituals or from a message of faith? How did you receive the Holy Ghost? Let me say it this way. How did the Holy Spirit come on you? Was it because you prayed and fasted for so long? Did you receive the Holy Ghost? And I'm not talking about baptizing me. No, I'm talking about the first experience of salvation. Because when a man becomes born again, he receives the Holy Ghost. Isn't it? So salvation is that way. When a man becomes born again, he receives the Holy Ghost. Now he asks the ultimate question. He says, let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit as the result of obeying the law and doing it works? Or was it by hearing the message of the gospel and believing it? You see how important this is. So Paul says, look, you did not receive the Holy Spirit because of what you did. No, you received the Holy Ghost. You receive everything in your life because you had a particular message and believed it, only believed. So somebody says, I've been praying for many years for an infill of the Holy Spirit and I've found none. 
Why? It is because of the form of doctrine that you're listening to. It's the nature of the message. The problem is the message. The problem is not the situations. Oh, apostle, I've prayed for 20 years to get a wife. I've failed. I've prayed for 15 years to get married. Our family has generational curses. Oh, this is happening in my life. What should I do? And then they say, ah, I think it's your auntie. Even if your auntie, you see, don't you think when Jesus walked the surface of his earth, certain men might have wanted to bewitch him? Do you think that when Paul walked the surface of his earth, men did not send sorcery on them and the Peters? You think they did not receive men which were sending witchcraft over them? Of course they were. Don't you think they had aunties who were doing sorcery against them also? But do you hear that as a story and the substance of the text of the New Testament dispensation? No! Why? Because the problem is not what they do to you. The problem is not who bewitched you. The problem is not how long you failed to work. The problem is not how much you've tried to do this and failed to do that. No, the problem is simple. That form of doctrine. Because whether you want it or not, the word has its own inherent power. I always say that. To perform. And that's the essence of the message. Hallelujah. That's the essence of the message. He speaks of that inherent power, that gospel. It bears fruit and it's still growing by its own inherent power. It continues to bear fruit. That is why I'm sure we're continuing to bear fruit. I am sure. I am sure we're continuing to bear fruit. Why? As long as we preach the right message and men believe on it, they will see results in their personal lives. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I bear fruit. Everywhere that I go. Say it again. Say, I bear fruit. And I'm still growing by the word's inherent power. Hallelujah. So, the Bible says, that word came to you in the whole world, the gospel is bearing fruit. Is bearing. You're not the one even bearing fruit. No. The gospel is bearing. The gospel is bearing. But I don't see fruit in my life. Your gospel. But I don't see results in my life. The kind of message you listen to. Oh no, but I don't see answers in prayer. I'm not moving. I'm stuck. The kind of gospel that you receive is the problem. He says that even as it has done among you yourselves ever since the day you first heard and came to know and understand the grace of God in truth. You came to know the grace, the undeserved favor of God in reality, deeply and clearly and thoroughly. And what happens? I like the last statement after the quote. Becoming accurately and intimately acquainted with him. Did you see that? When you understand the grace of God, you become accurately and intimately acquainted with him. If you don't understand the grace, you might be acquainted but inaccurately. You are acquainted, you know him, you pray, you fast, but you're inaccurate. If you don't understand the message, you cannot be intimate with him. That is why many of you force relationship. That's why many of us force prayer. Oh God, oh God, come out, God, rather than you scream. But Jesus does not come out for you. You pray every day and night. And you say, but I don't hear the voice of God. I've been praying for three hours. The message and what you believed. But what if I hear the grace message and I don't see results in my life? Very simple. Hear more. Why? It's the principle. The Bible says that if you give yourself wholly unto these things. Many people, when they're in the thing of the gospel, they're in half. They pray a bit and then they come to service and then the other day they don't come. Then the other day they fast. Then the other day they don't fast. Then one day they are givers. Then the other day... No, no, no. He says, meditate upon these things. First Timothy 4.15. Give thyself holy to them. When you do, he says, your profiting will appear to everybody. 
Don't you think we also had days when we tried to believe things and they didn't work? Of course we had those days. You try to believe something and it doesn't work the way you feel it should be. And then what do you do? The next day, you listen more. Then again, it doesn't work the way you want it to be. Then you listen more. Then the other day again, it tries to become funny. Then you listen more until it starts to work in your life. You meditate upon these things. You give yourself wholly to them. You speak them in your life. You continue speaking. The quicker you get it, the better. If you say, ah, me, I give up. You give up. Whether you want it or not, you're going to go back again from the beginning and you're going to still have to draw the whole spelling from A up to Z. So, the issue here is that sometimes, of course, we might believe God for things and then we don't see them. And then you say, but I've tried, but I've tried, but I've tried, but I've tried, oh Lord, I've tried. But what haven't I done, apostle? Some people tell me, what haven't I done? I've gone to overnight. Maybe you're not believing the right way. Maybe just maybe you're convinced that you're believing the right way, but you've gone back to the flesh. You're seeking a perfection of the flesh. Yet, it came by grace. Somebody say amen. Let me tell you. We have to give the word of God its importance, its integrity, its power. You cannot say the word has failed to work for me. How can it fail? The problem is not anybody. The problem is you. If you don't trust the message, go to the one which you know will work for you. But go to the right message. Some people don't want message. They come to Fanera and they say, me pray for me, I'm sick. I have a problem with my marriage. Poo, 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 then you go. It doesn't matter. You will have, we will pray for you and you will get results and testify. I was healed of this. My marriage was restored. That I had a tumor. My ex, it disappeared. Why? And then I had a fibroid and then it went. All of that will be okay. But after that, the Bible says, Jesus taught. Do you understand what I'm saying? Whether you want it or not, you need to understand this message. Whether you want it or not, you need to. You can do a shortcut. You'll take 20 years. Again, you'll come back on the same drawing board and say, I still needed the message. Some of you realize, some people, not you, some people realize when they are 70, 80, you understand? Years in salvation. Now, when I say years, I'm not talking about physical, I'm talking about spiritual. Some people realize this when they're 30 years in the gospel, 20 years born again. Then they say, ah, finally I've realized it. No, you can make a decision and believe it now. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. amen. So Jesus, whether you want it or not, he says, and Jesus went about all the cities. You understand? And villages. And what did he do? Teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Then what happens? Healing the sick, casting out devils, prophesying, what? All of that follows after. But the beginning is, he first gets the man first to what's important for the kingdom. Then we cast out devils. Then we do all these kinds of things. But most importantly, that's the pattern. Somebody say amen. So, when the Bible says that my people die because they lack knowledge, which knowledge? Of Christ. When you know, your life changes. Praise the Lord. And he says, because my people have rejected ye, which are my people. I think it's the Amplified which says this. He says, my people are destroyed of lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6. Because you, listen, the priestly nation have rejected knowledge. He says, I will also reject you. Because people just refuse to read. They just refuse to invest in the word. Invest in the word. Tell your neighbor, invest in the word. I'm reducing personal counselings because I've realized when people come to my office and everything they're asking me is in the word. We could puppy you up to a certain point. 
But now as we enter into the vision of a bigger church, a bigger ministry, we're not going to continue again now. Now, Bambi, let us pray. Listen, listen to the gospel. Somebody asks you a question. Are you hearing me? That is in a sermon. And they say, Apostle, I don't have a job. Come on. I'm not a son of terror is there. Listen to it. I've spent 20 years without marriage. Listen to I'm not a son of terror. And see whether your issues won't be solved. Then he wants me to take 10 minutes of what I preached in one hour. You understand? And then 100 people come and each wants 20 minutes. That means I'm going to run weary and tired. That means I will not have enough time to read and write and seek God for the bigger picture. You understand? They don't understand the transition of the shepherd into the rancher. You understand? So now the man is transitioning into the rancher and they still want him to be the shepherd. You still want to call me. My mother is sick. You are anointed. You have the anointing. You have the anointing. Okay, it doesn't work on me. Listen to the word until it works. Do you understand what I'm saying? Then after that, once you do that, because the transition we are going into, we're going to start creating groups and hand over numbers to some of you to follow through. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you're in charge of about 10 people. You're following them up. You're doing everything. You understand? Why? Because we cannot also now frustrate the gifts. The gifts have to come up, isn't it? Many of you are gifted. You're seated on them, but you needed at least to first get the spirit right. Because when you do, and then you're sent out, you're going to produce results. Each one of you will produce results. So in the time you ought to be teachers, you require that a man tell you the first principles of the oracles. You understand? You are them which such need milk and not of meat. Grow up. Grow up. Praise the Lord. Some people say, may I want a small ministry? Where? I can be in contact with the man of God. Listen, what contact do you need from the man of God except the word? What other contact? You tell me. Look at Jesus. All he did was teach and teach and teach. If you want to access him, the gospels are there. We regard no man in the flesh. You understand? Let's go back to what I wanted to say. So he said that, did you receive the Holy Spirit because you did the works of the law? So somebody says, ah, do you know why I have the Holy Spirit on me? No, I did not lie. That's why I have the Holy Ghost. I didn't do this. That is why I have the Holy Spirit. Do you know why I'm so deep? It is because I refuse to do this. You understand? And God says, no. It is the form of message you believed. He says, hearing the message of the gospel and believing it. You hear the message of the gospel and you believe it. Let me tell you, it's like faith. It's like when we want to heal the sick. It doesn't mean that we know the outcome of the results. It only means that the word knows. And because the word knows, we can trust it. That when it says that this person is going to be healed, they have to be healed. Faith never asks how. If you're still asking, how am I going to do this? How is this going to come? You're not yet a faith person. Faith people don't ask how. They don't ask how. They don't ask how. Because faith can't explain the hows. That's why many of you just tell somebody, this is going to happen. How? Sarah, you're going to have a child at a full age. How shall it be? How shall it be? How shall it be? That was the very spirit that is responsible 
for Sarah sending Abraham into Hagar. One day you will be tempted to produce human effort to fulfill the promise because you don't know the house. We never ask how. We just believe. Tell your neighbor, we never ask how. Even if you don't learn anything and learn this, you never ask how in the ministry of faith. You just believe it will work. How are you going to be a success? I don't know. I just know that you're going to be a success. How are you going to get healed of HIV? I don't know. But I know that HIV must leave your body. How are you going to get married? I don't know. But I know that you're going to get married. How are you going to get that promotion? I also don't know. How are you going to drive the most expensive car in the world and the best house and the best ministry? I also don't know. But I know. Tell your neighbor I know. Tell somebody I know. I just know. I'm a success. I'm feeling something. Eh? I just know. I just know. I got this knowing when I was in campus. And I always, every time when I was praying, I said, I'm a success. I know it. I cannot fail. I know. I just know. I don't even care what anybody thinks. Of course, there are days that are crazy. There are things we go through and you feel like, oh God, this is too much. And then you just have to lock yourself up and tell your soul, why hast thou done cast my soul? What's wrong with you? You start to hope in the Lord again. You speak and speak and speak and speak and speak. And then tomorrow morning, something happens and you say, yeah, this is it. Tell your neighbor, I know that I'm a success. I know. It's inside. It's inside. It's inside. It's a treasure. In Athen vessels. It's bigger than any word any man has ever said on your life. It's bigger than what your auntie said. It's bigger than your grandmother's curse. It is way bigger. I just know. I just know. When you remove how, it means you know. Did you get that? Did it bypass you? Let me say it again. When you get rid of cows, it means you know. Then you say, but how do I know? Simple. Let me tell you something about faith. Do you realize that the scriptures say that faith has levels? Huh? Faith has levels. We've all been given the measure. That means all of us have the ability of that first switch. All of us have the ability that flips. You see some of you, you're normal people, but there's a point where you just, bah, you switch it on and then you become another man. Right? He says, all of us have been given the what? The measure of faith. It means, you know why we want to, that's why we want to raise a ministry where everybody can do results. Everybody can do mighty exploits. We dreamed of a ministry where everybody can do exploits. Everybody. Such that when we come for teaching, you just come to here to go and do. You come for impartation. If you don't build ministry that way, it's only a matter of time. We perfect saints for the work of ministry. So the edification of the body. Whichever calling the Lord has called you to be. That is why me, when I tell you I fear, I'm serious, I fear about you guys. Because you imagine you have like 10,000 guys. You understand? Just imagine. And they have the message, they have the anointing, they have the glory, they have everything. 
Oh, 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 oh. We must make ministers of each one of you. Even if you're not going to be on the pulpit. You get off your computer a few minutes and then throw a certain word on a guy and it messes him up for 20 days. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody say I'm producing results. Somebody say I'm producing results. So, we all got the face, the measure. Then after that measure, there are levels. Now, you read a scripture like every man should prophesy according to their level of faith. You read such a scripture and your eyes don't open. He says, having then gifts differing according to grace, 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 grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Now, faith grows. Isn't it? You can increase your faith. Why? Because you know how it comes. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more faith you have had, the more the proportion is distributed. Do you know why I find it so easy to read the Bible? Because every time I open my eyes to the Bible like this, I start to realize every line I'm reading, I'm uploading. Every line I'm reading, I'm increasing. Every line I'm reading, I'm increasing my proportion. Many years ago, we used to read the word and we say, but what's wrong with these guys? You ask my mom. She used to call me many times, come and eat food. And then I stay in the bedroom. Come and eat food. I'm reading the New Living Translation. I'm saying, Do you understand what I'm saying? That is why the word should be food. Put it on when you're going to sleep. Your spirit will hear when you're sleeping. Some of you just put love songs, ballads. Then you even curse yourself. Love takes time. <laughs> then you say, I've believed for marriage for 20 years. Love takes time. <laughs> no! Tell your neighbor, get the word and put it on. <laughs> he says, for the word <laughs> is spirit and life. He says, the word is spirit and life. And what does the spirit do? It quickeneth. <laughs> It quickeneth. Many of you are preaching your spirits, listening to the wrong things. You sit in a newspaper every day and then you read from Genesis. Land. Then you read the next page. Boah. Gods. Sold. Go <laughs> there are gods in the Bible too. Listen, I don't understand how you wake up every morning and you can read the new vision. Do you see the mystery? New vision. It's not wrong to read. It's not wrong to read. It's wonderful to read it. New vision. Right? Vision. Vision. <laughs> it's okay to read it. But after that, what is the real vision? What is the real vision? Every morning, before you do anything, look at your devotional and read it like you're speaking in tongues and say, Makaya, Robo, Satala. The more you give yourself holy and meditate on these things, the more your profiting will appear to all. Somebody says, no, apostle, me, I want one prayer. Listen, we can do that. But it's not going to help you. You'll get answers. You'll get a job and get married and lose your soul. And lose your soul, married. So somebody just gets a small car and then their life changes. A little small vits. Vitis. 
VTs. Then they do their lips. And then they say, I'm sorry, I could not come for Fenero. My car broke down. What? Walk! Jesus, the same yesterday and forever. Come on! Did Jesus have a VTs? Do you think you're wasting time in the presence of God? No! Something is building up. Let me tell you, what we are doing here right now are hours in the presence. You never saw them, but they are hours in the presence of Almighty God. You redeem one day in the house of the Lord. It's better than a thousand in the world. You redeem time. True profit is when a man can fix it themselves by the grace of God operating on their lives. Now you read a scripture like every man should prophesy according to their proportion of faith. Do you know what that means? It means every man can draw prophecy on their proportion of faith. That is even crazy. I wish you understand. You can prophesy on your life and situations according to your proportion. Your proportion. You can believe God and say now, eh, I'm going to speak on the silly things, only crazy things, things money can't buy. Then you start to speak according to your proportion of grace. Some people can say, I believe God for a million dollars. Woo -wee. <laughs> you see, that's their proportion. How? That's their what? Their proportion. Then another man comes out of somewhere and says a million dollars is nothing. A million dollars is nothing. Believing God for a billion dollars. <gasps> a billion? <laughs> then a certain man says a billion. Psh. Proportion. Proportion. If you feel you're going to pastor 20, pastor them. God is faithful. According to your proportion of faith. Tell your neighbor according to your proportion of faith. Even if you say, I want to be the most successful businessman in the world. God will put your island there. And then another one says, I want to be the most successful. Then also God will put the island there. Listen, God has enough ability to fulfill every dream. And there is still more space. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. amen. So, how do you increase your proportion? The word. The word. If you don't understand that mystery, if you get something by mistake because you stumbled on it, you lose it again by mistake. The life of salvation is not supposed to be I just stumbled onto it. No. It has to be a life where you know the way. You can tell a man, do you want to be rich? Come and I show you how. This is the word of God. I don't know what you're thinking, but I hope you're thinking something too crazy. I hope you're going to get to your home and scream something. And your wife says, there's something wrong with my husband lately. He's saying things. I'm telling you, I know some guy went to their home and spoke things. The parents took him to a psychiatrist. He said, this boy is mad. They checked the boy and the psychiatrist. He said, but the boy is no more. What is wrong? It's because you have to. And that is why when you get to a point and you realize people won't understand you. Lock yourself up alone in the room and say those crazy things. Oh! One time I was in Boston. And a certain elderly lady hosted us for dinner. And then she cooked local food. And then... So we started eating. And I gave my comment. I said, common decency. I said, hey, mom, this is wonderful food. She says, apostle. Mfumba. 
apostle nange nchimanyi mfumba do you understand what that means he says i'm a cook i'm a damn cook apostle i also feel myself and then i said hey. they say no 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 you don't even tested nothing yet apostle the next time you come back some of you they tell you you blush huh? i'm flattered mm-hmm. say yeah 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 that's it that's it they said brother you're deep deep or deep are you saying i'm deep or deep 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 i'm deep oh yeah bakatala bakaye says it to you say to the mirror you're beautiful oh my god scare yourself then after scaring yourself look back in the mirror and say my god oh according to your proportion of faith man i feel something is brewing up i feel something is stirring up i don't know what it is But I feel great days are coming for me. Ah uh-uh, okay let me say it to you. I feel great days are coming to you. Yes, feel it. Listen, this is the word of the Lord. It's the word of the Lord. It can't change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when I heard her say those things I said God she knows who she is. So when we are praying and you say I know who I am you're reminding yourself of the crazy things you've said. Some people they've not said nothing crazy and they're saying I know who I am. No 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 listen. Scare yourself. Tell your neighbor loosen your faith. Tell him let your faith loose. Let your faith loose. Let your faith loose. I have personal testimonies that I fear to share because some of you are unable now but in future you'll understand but everything I'm seeing now I spoke it years ago everything I'm seeing now that's why he says not until the angels is submitted and subjected this world to come he says he subjected the worlds to come to us we enter them when they're subjected we don't enter them when we are surviving oh I don't know what I'll do in 2017 no you know you know how you know Do you know what makes us know? It's the unction. He says we have an unction from on high. We know all things. How do I know that you're going to do great next year? You have the anointing. How do I know that you're multiplying next year? You have the anointing. He says the Holy Spirit is the guarantee of the things that were freely given. Now, the things that were freely given are not houses and cars. No, it's success into anything that you ever dreamed of. Some people think freely given a you you are freely given a fan, they don't us freely given a suit. No. He says now we've received. Give me the message. He says, but he has let us in on it. God offers us a what? Listen. <laughs> wow! He says, God offers us a full report of the gifts of life and salvation that is giving us. When you become born again, he says this is who you are. Sir. He gives you everything. Says so that you look around and say okay. Hmm. All right. Now let me tell you the report. Exceedingly. Abundantly. Above that which you hope or dare to ask or think according to your riches in glory. The lines are fallen unto you. 
in pleasant places. You have a goodly heritage. None among them shall be buried. Not even their cattle. You're reading this full line. Blessed be the Lord God who has blessed us. This is a report. With every spiritual blessing in the heavenly presence of Christ Jesus. You have been given everything that pertains to life and godliness. Greater is he oh, which is in you than the devil in the world. And this is a report. Please say, ah. Can I give you a sneak preview on my closet time? I open a scripture and act like I've never seen it. Yet I know where it is. And I read something like, greater is he which is in you. And I scare myself. I say, what? Then I meditate. Then I pick a picture. And I'm punching demons out. They're getting bleeding noses. I'm like in the middle of round 10. Then I find myself saying, Because that's what meditation does. It causes a man to mutter. M-U-T-T-E-R. The literal definition of meditation from the Hebrew is to think on a thing enough until it forms up in you and you find yourself saying it. Out of the abundance of the heart, so the mouth speaks. I read something and I say, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You mean this is me? You mean next year is subject to me? You mean next week is subject even less, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, the future belongs to me. Put your name there also. Get into the list if you like. The report is sent. That's why he asks, whose report will you believe? Let me tell you, you will sleep in peace. You will wake up okay. You have no reason to worry. No, the quicker you get it, the quicker it happens. The quicker you get this, the quicker it happens. That's the secret about it. I said, but I've tried it many times. You've not gotten it yet. The day you get it, you will know the truth. And the truth shall not set, uh-uh, make. That means you're already set free. Uh-huh. The Bible says it's for freedom that what? Christ died. It's for freedom. You're free. But you've not been made. The manifestation. Give me the NIV. My brothers, you were called to be free. You're free. You're free. When he called you, freedom. So the truth makes you free. You're already free, but you need to be made, manifested, free. That's the essence of the ministry. We just want to get what is already yours and then make it seen before men. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Now, these guys begin that way and then in the middle certain things start to step in and then they become personal effort. Then they put away the word. And when you put away the word and then you put personal effort, you start to become legal. That's where the law begins. If you want this, you have to do this. No, 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 no. You have to believe the message and the message does you or in you what it's supposed to do. The right message. So some people ask, ah, how come you're successful? It's the message. Because in the message, everything is. Whether service, you learn how to serve. Whether vision, you learn how to see. Whether ministry, you learn how to minister. Whether healing, you learn how to do everything. The secret is in the world. He exalted it even above his name. Meaning I'm Jehovah Jireh, your provider. But my word is above my provision. That means 
my provision has to first fail for you to doubt it. It means if the word has failed, I failed before. That's what God says. He says he has magnified thine word above all thy name. All your name. Any name mentioned on the face of the earth. This word is above it. Any name. This word is above it. Any name of God. Oh, he's a healer. Yes, the word is above healing. It can do more than healing. God has to first fail to heal you for it to fail. In other words, he says, this is above anything you can never call me. Call me anything, but this word is above anything you can ever call me. How can you not read it every day? How wouldn't you pay millions to hear it? Listen, me, I can do anything to hear the right message. Anything to hear the right message. I can do anything to hear the right message. And that's supposed to be your attitude. You cannot say, ah, today I didn't pray, it rained. Ah, really? This is bigger than rain. <laughs> I have a headache. This is bigger than headache. Praise God. So, he continues. Let's continue. I need to show you something wonderful. Now, I'm inclining into the message itself. The grace. And he says, was it from observing the law? Uh -huh. Are you foolish and so senseless and so silly? Having begun your new life, your new life spiritually with the Holy Spirit, are you now reaching perfection by dependence on the flesh? Next verse. Have you suffered so many things and experienced so much of all nothing to no purpose? If it really, it is no purpose and in vain. Next verse. Then, yes, the question. Does he, now this is for anybody who wants to move in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Does he who supplies you with his marvelous Holy Spirit and works powerfully, listen, and miraculously among you, do so on the grounds of your doing what the Lord demands or because you believed in and adhered and trusted and relied on the message. This is so hard, but it is true. God is not going to heal the sick because you obeyed the law. You didn't steal. They are not stealing, but they can't heal the sick. And when you say that, some people think you're saying it's okay to steal. But that is for people who have demons on them. That's demon-possessed Christians. That's not for anybody born of the spirit because no man born of God can deliberately habitually deliberately say me now let me just do it because the grace is available no it's a weakness and you feel it that this is wrong the Bible says you've been begotten of the incorruptible seed that is not even supposed to be mentioned among the saints that we can assume that they are corruptible enough to hear a message and then they are corrupted yet they are incorruptible you didn't understand salvation I don't know where you heard that. When the Bible says that we've been born of the incorruptible seed, which is the word of God, he liveth and abideth forever. A man cannot be corrupted except if they are taken out of Christ. That's why the Bible says that we're corrupted from the simplicity which is in Christ. When you're in Christ, the simplicity is there. Corruption can only be when they take you out of Christ. When a man is in Christ, he's incorruptible. Incorruptible. You can't just wake up and say, let me just lie. You can't. If it happens, you'll know this is stupid. It's not me. You understand? Notwithstanding those things I've said, let me go back to the joy of what I want to say. You do not receive the Holy Ghost. You don't get a new job. You don't increase because you're doing the law. 
He says everything happens because of you believing and adhering and trusting in and relying on the message that you had. Why? Because when you believe the right message, it starts to work in you the things that bring results. It starts to work in your life the things that bring results. So the issue is the message. Tell your neighbor the issue is the message. So somebody say, ah, I'm trying to walk in the spirit. Understand grace. You'll walk in the spirit. Do it under the law. You'll pray and fast and so, and you'll not walk in the spirit. Why? Because it's the grace of God. Tell your neighbor it's the grace of God. And every man has access to this grace. How? Through the word. Oh, but me, I was not born like that. Yes, the people were not born like that, but the word and the spirit agree. Meaning, what I can do by my spirit because I've anointed a man to do it, you can do by my word because the word is anointed to do it. He says, my word cannot go out and come back for it. Let's just say you're reading about divine healing. He says, it must accomplish that which I please. And I love the next line. And it shall prosper in the thing, you, which I send it. The morning his word comes into your spirit, it will prosper. So why don't I see prosperity? You're receiving the wrong word. Simple. The right word produces prosperity. Somebody say amen. The right word produces prosperity. How many when you start to hear the word of grace, your life started to change? You start to prosper? Put up your hand. I wish some people see this who are talking for Nero. They would realize it's not one man. It's an army. It's an army. They're in there. They are Fanero. You don't know them. They're everywhere. Somebody say amen. So he says, you did not receive the Holy Ghost because you did. Some people think, now, don't lie. God will anoint you. Listen, of course don't lie. But that's not what will anoint you. What will anoint you is believing that message. Let me show you something wonderful. Let's go to verse 10. Same Galatians. 3, verse 10. The Bible says, all who depend that is anyone included on the law who are seeking to be justified by obedience to the law of rituals the Greek word there is nomos and nomos includes also everything written in the code of Moses and its content that means the ten commandments are also included read the Greek translation <sighs> they are all under what I didn't write that blame Paul now, he says, they are all under a curse. Under what? Doomed to what? Disappointment and what? And destruction. Listen to that. When a man is under a law, the law, he is doomed to destruction. Anything in the mosaic content involved in there. You see, Moses is not the problem. No. Moses tells you very clearly, the law was added for transgression. I brought the law so that you could realize you can't, so that you accept one who can't. Simple. But you refuse and accept the one who can and still rely on fulfilling the law. Meaning you're telling the one who can that you can, but you can't enough until I also do my part. What's your part? Believe on the message. Grace is revealed. If a man doesn't have revelation of grace, he'll fight or misunderstand it. But once it is revealed... It is the power of God unto salvation, not unto failure, not unto disease, not unto addiction, unto salvation. And we're going to preach it harder. Somebody say amen. He says, for it is written, cast, a cast, 
Listen, devoted to destruction. Doomed to eternal punishment. Be everyone who does not continue to abide and live and remain by all the precepts and commands which are written in the book of the law and to practice them. In other words, once you say, I'm under the law, fulfill the whole law. Because if you break one, brother, you've broken all. If you break one, you've what? And the beauty is, we are in scripture. Read the message of that. He said, you can't pick and choose in these things, specializing in keeping one or two things in God's law and ignoring the other. No, you can't. You can't. Once you fail in one, you failed in the whole message. That is why God doesn't want you under the law. Because he knows you're not going to fulfill all. And if you fail in one, you've failed in all. If you lie, you're a cheater, you're a murderer, you're, you're a hater, you're everything. He wants to take you to the point of understanding you cannot until you enter me and receive grace and truth. For the law, the Bible says, came by Moses. But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. That's why in James he says that when we're under the law, he says, the law was the schoolmaster. I love the way the message said it. The law was like those Greek tutors yeah, with which you're familiar, who escort children to school and protect them from danger of destruction, making sure the children really get to the place where they set out for. And the next verse says, but now you've arrived to your destination. Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, next verse, by faith in Christ, you're in direct relationship with God. Direct. Direct. And the next verse says, your baptism in Christ was not just washing you off a fresh start. No, it also involves dressing you in an adult faith wardrobe. Adult faith wardrobe. Adult faith wardrobe. Christ's life, the fulfillment of God's original promise. Adult faith, that's baptism. And people have another definition of baptism. That's why you need the baptism in the name of Jesus. The water is okay, but the one in the name Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So let's go back to the three. He says that doomed to destruction. That means when a man says a man under law, you've already positioned yourself to destruction. We don't even need to do anything about it. And the Bible is very clear that be everyone who does not continue to abide and live and remain. The moment you bring one back, you're devoted to destruction. Why? Because God is sure you will not fulfill it all. Even if you do what? Somebody say amen. You cannot fulfill the whole what? The whole law. So what do you do? You enter into one who fulfilled it. That he will work the fulfillment in you. That he will work the fulfillment in you. That he will work the fulfillment in you. Let's continue. Now, it is evident that no person is justified, declared righteous, and brought into right standing with God through the law. For the scripture says the man is in right standing with God the man in right standing with God, the just and righteous shall live by faith. Give me the message. I love the way the message says this. The message says, the obvious impossibility, listen, of carrying out such a moral program, I'm going to be. Okay? He says, the obvious, he calls it impossibility. It's obvious you're not going to keep yourself. He says, the obvious impossibility of carrying out such a moral program, impossible, eh, should make it plain that no one can sustain a relationship with God that way. You can't sustain a relationship with God by just saying, I'm not going to lie. Today, God, I'm going to pray a lot. No, 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 no. Very simple. 
He says, the person who lives in right relationship with God, listen, does it by embracing what God arranges for him. Doing things for God is the opposite of entering into what God does for you. That's the opposite. I'm going to do this for God. You're already opposite. You're opposing yourself. And the devil will hip you every time at his own will. That's why the Bible says that the servant of God must not strive. Very clearly. He says that he must instruct them. Be gentle unto all men, up to teach and patience. In, in meekness, instructing those who oppose themselves. You see men which are opposing themselves under the law. He says, who oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. When you're under the law, the devil whoops you at his will anytime he wants because you're doomed to destruction. You're at his exposure. We walk. As in, he's yours. This is serious. Do you know there are people in this world who are taken captive by the devil's will? The devil wills. And he says, tomorrow I'm going to kill that woman and she dies. Tomorrow I'm going to give her a headache and she gets it. Tomorrow I'm going to get her fired and she does. That is not how so. The Bible says we have learned Christ. Some of you are the devil's mercy. Some part the devil's mercy. He, when he's bored and he says, ah, why attack her? Let me come. You're boasting. I come, eh? I come. Oh, I'm not boasting. I'm not boasting, devil. I'm not boasting, devil. I'm not boasting. I swear it's not me. And that's why any man under law, you realize there's one thing always. It exalts the devil. You'll be around meetings where the devil is the center. You're talking with the... Hey, the devil will kill you. One time I was in a prayer meeting and a woman said, I break the power of Satan. The power. I said, wait. All power and authority has been given unto me. Jesus said, where did she find the power of Satan? Jesus said, all power. What the devil has are tricks, not power. Somebody say amen. Tricks, not power. But there's some people, when the meetings are beginning, they start breaking the power. I break the power. I break power. All power and authority has been given unto me. Hallelujah. So, you're dealing with a guy who is without power, but boy, he has it when you're under the law. You're doomed to destruction. He came to steal, kill, and destroy. You're his end. So he says, doing things for God is the opposite of entering into what God does for you. Habakkuk had it right. The person who believes God is set right by God. And that's the real life. Next verse. Rule keeping does not naturally evolve into living by faith. Did you hear that? When you keep rules, you don't walk in faith naturally. You don't do things naturally. You stop to steal. Nahinga, you're a thief. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't evolve into living by faith. It doesn't naturally. That means wherever it is, rule keeping, it will mechanically. You're just going to force life. You're forcing not to lie, but you want to lie. You're forcing not to do it, but you want to do it. You're forcing not to, but you want. You understand? You know, if you feel like you're fighting to be something, you've not yet understood grace. When you understand grace, you naturally stop stealing because the natural you is not a thief. It's incorruptible. He says, rule keeping does not naturally evolve into living by faith, but only perpetuates itself into more and more rule keeping. 
and a fact observed in scripture. The one who does these things, rule keeping, continues to live by them. When a man keeps one rule, they become more rules. So before you know that, the deeper they become, if they were going one step ahead, they even reduce that one step and make it a bit until they're in one place like this and they say, I'm waiting for the Lord to come back. Next verse. Christ. Christ redeemed us from that self-defeating cursed life by absorbing it completely into himself. And he said, do you remember that scripture that says, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree? That is what happened when Jesus was nailed to the cross. He became a curse and at the same time evolved cursed. Go to the KJV. I'm going to show you a mystery here. The Bible says there were many curses written in the law of Moses. Many curses. If you do this, you'll die. If you do this, you'll die. If you do this, you'll die. Many, 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 many curses. So, God provided Christ as the antidote and knew that in all these laws and curses, Christ just has to break one rule. Now, in the laws that were sent, by mistake, the devil put something there. Cursed be he that hangeth on a tree. If a man is on a tree, Deuteronomy 21, 23, his body shall not remain all night upon the tree, but thou shalt in any wise bury him that day, for he that is hanged is a cast. So Jesus knew he can't lie to carry a curse. He can't kill to carry a curse. He knew no sin. He saw one dot that was provided therein. He realized in all of these things, I can't do them to receive the curse, but I can be one of them to receive the curse. And what is that? Get on the tree. Now, read again the rendering of KJV. KJV says, Christ has redeemed us, listen, from the curse of the law, being made curse. Did you get it? He has redeemed us from the curse being made a curse. He became one thing like this. He read through the whole Deuteronomy and realized he could do one thing and deliver a man but he can't lie, he can't steal, he knew no sin. Then he saw one carpet that if a man goes on a tree whether they are right or wrong, they are cursed. He went on the tree. He became a curse. And the devil is crucifying. He doesn't remember Deuteronomy. Oh, had they known, the Bible says they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They would not. And that's how I know that the devil doesn't have revelation. The devil can tempt you in anything, but he can't tempt you in giving you revelation. Because he doesn't have it. Are we together? So, he becomes on the tree. Give me the amplified again. So, next verse, 14. And now, because of that, the air is what? The air is what? Cleared. And we can see that Abraham's blessing is what? Present and available for non-Jews too. Anything on Abraham, it's on you. Anything on Abraham is on you. And he said, it's present and available. We are all able to receive God's life, his spirit, and with us by believing. Just the way Abraham received it. He just believed. No, but I, you see, when you believe, you also have to do something. Ah, ah, ah. Only believe. But when you believe, you do nothing. Yes! Somebody say, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. 
Somebody say, I am a believer. Believe it or not, I'm a believer. Romans 6, verse 17. He said, but God be sang that ye were servants of sin. Look at how he addresses it. But ye have obeyed. Listen, the sinner. This is the sinner. But ye have obeyed from the heart. That form of doctrine, which was delivered unto you. And what happened in the next verse? Being made free. By what? What made you free? Answer me, what made you free? The word, the message. You see that? Give amplified. He says, but thank God, though you were once slaves of sin, you have become obedient with all your heart to the standard of teaching which you were instructed and to which you are committed. And what happened? And having been set free from sin, you have become the servants of righteousness, of conformity to the divine will in thought, purpose, and plan. Only believe. That is now I understand why Paul says in Corinthians 15.10, he says, for I labored. The grace of God that was given me was not in vain. He says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace bestowed upon me was not in vain. The grace upon me, Paul says, was not useless. But I labored. He healed the sick, cast out devils, did miracles, hit every area and multiplied more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Ladies and gentlemen, the grace of God and his message is a ministry in a man that operates to perfect that man in all spheres of life. Not at his power, his intention, his attitude, or anything, but as that man's faith in that word. That faith means you allow it to work inside you. And when you allow it to work inside you, do you know what I bring to remembrance? Some of you assume you know it, but until you start producing the results of it, you don't know it. You don't know it. And you have to hear it until you produce the results of it to the fullest. Because we grow in grace. Somebody say we grow in grace. Now I want to finish this way. Everything God has promised you, he will work in you. And everything written in his word is there to sit inside you and produce the results that you need. When you continue listening to the right message. That is why people buy CDs for others. They want the person to hear the truth. Because once the truth gets into a man's soul, that's the end of it. If you're here and you say, I want to accept Jesus as my Lord. I want to be born again today. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are Lord and that you died and rose again. From today, you're Lord and Savior of my life. Amen. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Fenero. Make manifest. <laughs>